0: Again, we are alive. I am alive, are and alive? we are back. We are. Bow chicka wow wow. Cause you weren't. Yeah, you weren't yeah, here. Yeah, I
1: wasn't huh? here last time, but I really when liked. Russell rolls, yeah. Really liked what. Uh, you know, Enoch, you should you should speak with more confidence. confidence? I was I meant to tell okay. you. That. Yeah, you're yeah, right. No, you're right. Own, own this. This is your podcast too, buddy. I know,
0: I know. And uh, like I mentioned in the show, like that was my first time being the only one. Yeah. And then own
1: having, that. So when you get those, you know, what I mean? the, the what if your boss at Qualtrics, right? When you start working there, what if he puts you in a situation you're not That's used true. to? You know, yeah. and, and you're hey, just acting all This is, good practice, I guess. I guess this is good practice, What's he going to say? What's he going to think? Yeah, oh, this kid. Right. Yeah. I don't Fire know him. It's <laughs> like, yeah, oh, you no. Know? Dude, yeah. if you're confident with it, even if you're doing wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, he, he tried. He wanted he to do it. He didn't disbelieve in himself. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Dude.
0: And that just goes for all y'all out there, too. Not just me. You know? Even though we're singling me out. <laughs> Dude, that's
1: right. There you go. Dude, if I was on stage and I knew my jokes were just anus <laughs> just crap that's a good word you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. if i knew that <laughs> i i would just be confident in them i would think they're the funniest jokes out there i'm serious no i mean i know i know that that that's, you you gotta to do what, it that's man. one
0: thing i've lo- learned about you it. Christian. sometimes it's not the actual joke that you say it's your reaction to it which yeah, that's funny. the best part. Yeah. For me. That, that really yeah. is. Well, I mean, you
2: do have really good content. but Right, but yeah. I
0: think what delivers it home is your reaction. Dude, you
2: crack it. yourself up.
0: I do.
1: I, know. No, I, think, so I, think, I think I'm a funny guy. You know, <laughs> I I, I'm not going to lie about hey, it. He it. He reps it. He reps it good. Sometimes I've just come up with the stupidest things that are just so funny to me. Dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you noticed this uh, extra voice we got here.
0: We do have an extra
1: voice. We just keep these people We are on a roll, actually. I feel like a good Pat on the back, there you, you know. I'm doing it. And oh, you, yeah. too. And, you yeah, uh, well, case. you got this guy. This and guy. And two, yeah. This is uh, the one, the only.
2: One. The only? The
1: one, the only. Reader Bug, some people call him. Better known as Reed Younger. Say hello to the people.
2: Hi. Hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure and honor to be on... The Rush Hour podcast. Mm-hmm. Ah,
0: thank you. The, the pleasure is all ours. Indeed, it is, man. Indeed. I'm surprised we haven't gotten you on earlier. That is a he surprise. He lives right man. next to me, like literally <laughs> a bedroom away. Except he has sh- his own bedroom now. They it's
1: sometimes kind of share beds. You yeah. Know? Wait,
0: what? Eco yeah. <laughs> friendly <laughs> no, no, it's
1: true. It's true.
0: No, <laughs> no, not spread it. false rumors. <laughs> <laughs> I completely like, deny these deny allegations. You didn't deny it. Just, I did. Just a sense of closeness. Why are we talking that voice? Well, maybe it's because the topic we're going to talk about
1: to one another.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, how about Reed? Why don't you
0: introduce yeah, yourself tell, a little bit? Yeah,
1: tell them who you are. Tell, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so as I said, my name is Reed. I am from Spanish Fork, Utah. I'm currently a student in my senior here at UVU. I'm UVU. studying public relations. PR,
1: I'm, people.
2: I'm an intern at Avanti.
1: Oh, dude! Give him your security code too. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you uh, what's uh, your I social, social security number?
2: No, you're no,
1: no, you're fine. Whatever you want to tell. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh, I'm trying
2: to stop talking. No, no, no. hey. Um, Come on. I like chocolate milk and <laughs> peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Long walks on the beach. Do you? Yeah, those are mine.
1: Dude, that's wow. yeah, that's man. Like, I thought, I no, thought was he Reese. was the one, but it's actually Josh is the crazy person with the peanut butter oh, but this so dude too remember that your peanut butter bucket remember that you ate it all you don't remember oh that? man you remember yeah, you remember oh, that I wait you're the one that yeah you little
0: you punk yeah sorry guys (laughs) I forgot about that I was I was like what animal (laughs) just (laughs) leaves it looking like it's full and then just carves (laughs) it inside of the entire jar I mean I'm not a big fan of peanut butter myself but that okay now I mystery solved I thought for a second it was Reese to be honest dude Dude. that makes more
1: sense Nobody has a concert on the 26th at the velour hey hey distractions distractions okay anyway yeah, we got Reed on for a good purpose today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think this is uh, the right up your alley. <laughs> <Just kidding>. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. As far as the the speaking the, the of content, it, yeah. not 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 because you are. You We're it? talking about toxic masculinity, all right. I'm not saying Reed has some toxic masculinity issues that he needs to work on, but in a real sense, we all do. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah,
0: and kind of like. I just want to explain a little bit of backstory, because this is kind of the idea that I put forward for this episode. It's kind of random. Um, But I was listening to this NPR podcast, and it was actually talking more about friendships, especially among male people. -hmm. Those who identify as male, I guess. I don't know how to say it now. No. Um, (laughs) Gosh, just want to be PC.
1: (laughs) Gosh, just say it,
0: man. (laughs) Um, And it was just interesting the points that were brought up in that, in that um, episode. Like NPR, they really talk about how guys are less likely to be vulnerable so sharing emotions sharing feeling it's more about like hey what up dude like Urr. did you i mean since we're lds we don't like say inappropriate things right just the game yeah it's like oh football or oh Urr. anger we make those violence emotions. or something yeah, yeah <laughs> you can't you can't wear your emotions you on your sleeve you grunt um, yeah. but the thing i've noticed about you reed i feel like is you're able to do that
1: where's no, emotion does express
0: and anger yeah. and frustration. <laughs> no 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 no. no. Like, well, he's, a what you what you he's a man. <laughs> well, he's is what you he's a man? you got a good balance between, you know, being vulnerable and then also having those typical, I guess, quote-unquote typical male characteristics.
2: Yeah.
0: Of the, you know, physicality and camaraderie kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, cuz you said you listened to a little bit about it, right? What what is your yes. views on that?
2: Uh yeah, so um, I feel like toxic masculinity is a thing that's that can be hard for people to define, because mm-hmm. right. def- I feel like a lot of people um, have different experiences with it. But I think generally, for the most part, um, young or uh, men when we were raised as children. Um, we're taught what it means to be a man by the, our examples, our, our parents, our, our peers. Mm-hmm. For example, um, we're told, like, when we are experiencing emotion, like, if you're crying, like, oh, don't cry, like, be brave, like, be strong. Right. Uh, men don't cry, you know? So mm-hmm. we're taught that we need to suppress our emotions because that's not a man thing to do. Men... Aren't vulnerable. We're mm. we're strong. We're we get stuff done. We're the. That's right. You know, that's, yeah. that's is, that, is that is that kind of
0: like the the view that you had? Like maybe with your your dad or your brothers, did that yeah. they kind of have that attitude? Um, like oh, like no, suck it up, kind of buttercup. Or
2: I feel like is it was th- the opposite. No no no. I wasn't No, I wasn't like that's so much from my dad. Um, more so for my brothers and for mm-hmm. my cousins and friends okay. that I grew up with, I noticed like looking back on it, you know, the thing that friends will say to each other, like, oh, no homo. Like, they say, right, something, yeah. like, oh, no homo. Yeah, that's so true. That's like when you're expressing intimacy to your friends, to your guy friends. That's true, yeah. That's seen as a homophobic thing to do, or right. not homophobic, but a homosexual thing to do. Right. And so it's like we're taught. To not express emotions to our friends, and what so, and why is that a bad thing? Well, for one thing, it te- it's, it makes it so that you can't emotionally connect to someone on an intimate level, which is a part of our humanity, right? That's how, that's how humans are human. That's a, a unique characteristic of humanity is being able to connect emotionally with other people, our friends. But when you're raised that being emotional is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You isolate yourself. You suppress it. You push it down. And, or you express it in anger and frustration because you don't know how to put words to your feelings or communicate them. That's true.
0: No, I, I definitely agree. How about you, Christian? What was your kind of, like, perspective
1: <clears throat> Yeah,
0: your dad or your brother's? <laughs>
1: Well, so, actually, I mean, and surprisingly enough, it was my mom who actually, she was the one that would always tell me to do, to be like that.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah.
1: No, she, um, so a lot of how my mom is, is how I am. Okay. Um, she's the one that told me, like, say, um, I don't know, my sister hit me, or mm-hmm. uh, something fell on my toe. Um, I specifically remember an instance when I was a little boy, and uh, my sister Called me a name, and I said it hurt my feelings. Yeah. And my mom was like, "You know, you suck it up. Like, You're right, you know, type of thing." I remember really? that. But um, for mm-hmm. me, I just I was like, "You know, oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. she didn't sympathize. But, you know, <laughs> Dang it! What validation my hurt feelings." Um, but <laughs> but and so and so more or less it was kind of like that. But what I've come to understand from that is for me like and, and, and as I grew older, she didn't allow me to to get away with things, if you will also. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it taught me more responsibility also in a sense of you 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 know if somebody does act a certain way, you are still responsible for how you react to that situation. Um, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I like that
1: yeah and so so like me today, like when somebody does something to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and, and Laura can attest and just a bunch of people in my life can attest, I let things go so easily because it's like, so what? You know, who can, like, right. <laughs> what does that matter to me? You know what I mean? What, how people see me or what people think about me really doesn't have that much impact on your life. That's interesting. Um, just in that moment, it probably does. Like, you probably, oh, geez. <laughs> but, you know, over time, you're like, you know, that really didn't, you know, what does that do to me? Um, so, I like, seriously, I let things go so quick um and if it's something like with with people i have relationships with like you guys remember we had that instance
2: yeah
1: you were there at centennial where we got in that big argument oh yeah um in the kitchen yeah Yeah, but then afterward you know what i mean so if it's something like that i I, i'm not going to get over it until i work it out i resolve it with you Mm -hmm. and then i get over it you know what i mean Yeah, yeah and and so i mean that with her doing that to me I wouldn't say it was toxic. I would say it was very, very beneficial okay. in, in my growth. And, right, for sure. Yeah. And becoming a man, you know, people, you have to define man with that, right? I mean, for me, a man isn't uh, the biggest, the strongest, you know, the alpha male. That's mm. not a man. I mean, I think a man is just um, the caring, the responsible, the... the All right,
0: um, the emotional intelligence and maturity.
1: Right, I think that's, the you know, the mature person uh, the mature male i mm. think that's what a man yeah. is a mature male
0: it's interesting how you mentioned before about like how you two kind of talked it out and you're like okay this is done and i don't want to like stereotype this but Do i feel it. like it is more isn't it i feel like it's more of a male characteristic if you get in some sort of argument you, you either duke it out in physical aggression mm-hmm. or you yell at each other for like good solid 15 minutes and then you're done you're like all right Tug it out, bro, or something. Yeah. And then you get over it and you're like, hey, do you want to get something to eat? And it's totally fine. But maybe for women, it's a little bit different, right? It's where they're nice to each other in their faces.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, they don't talk about it. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: then later they, they vent to someone else, to their friends or to a, a, yeah. a significant other, mm-hmm. and they don't let go about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: Dude, I, I could give it's you like a story holding, holding a grudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really yeah. is
0: like holding a grudge, which I, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. Yeah, to it makes realize. no
1: sense to me in the sense of I think of problem solving when whereas say you know a girlfriend or whatever. I mean, I could name them off. How I many you know? <laughs> That yeah. sounds, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but no, I could just tell you, like, yeah, it's, it's, I come with the problem solving method. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just talk as far as like what I did with you? I mean, it wasn't even like five minutes after, right? And we just right. started talking after that instance. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I'm like, why are you, why don't you just talk? You didn't talk to her about it. You, right. and, and they're like, well, no, I mean, you know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. so you want this to continue. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing. I don't know. Like, whereas we, we could get it out right now. You right. Know, mm-hmm. And be done with it. Mm-hmm. And 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 move on. I don't know. I don't
0: know that peanut butter man. Well. That's still responding. Dog Okay. new Okay. And I'm not saying that to like say, oh, women are like.
1: Yes, you are. No, I'm
0: inferior just <laughs> or any kind of negative connotation. It was just an interesting observation. And like on the flip side, with that, women are so much better. I feel like with expressing their emotions. Yeah. Really showing that they care about people in their lives. Yeah, it's Um weird. And I think that's what makes our—I don't know—I feel like that's how society is able to be still bonded together is because there's women that care about each other and care about like men and women, other women, mm-hmm. yeah. and that we have that social structure together. Because with us, we we might just be by ourselves, or you know, we. I I feel like maybe that's another stereotype, but. Guys more like more indi- independence, yeah. uh, like doing yeah, their own sure. things, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, I don't know. That was just a interesting point on that. Um,
1: I mean, just yeah. our friendship alone. Like, how would you define? Because we've been with each other like three years going that's on. True. You know more. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we all met at Centennial.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, how would you define us? You know what I mean, yeah. As, yeah. Friend, yeah. As, as friends. As uh, friends. that's it. Would you say that we have a? an emotional bond or or even a toxic, right? I mean, what how would you uh, I wouldn't say
0: toxic. Um, I I know for myself like I've recently, like very recently, I think within the last 6 months, I've become more open with I guess more with Reed since I have lived with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's more one-on-one yeah. kind of cuz you live
1: with me. Huh? You live with me and I <laughs> you know. I- well, I didn't hear anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know that's what I said within six months I said within six months that's what I said in the past six months I've realized that the relationships I have especially with people I've known for a while like I haven't been as open I haven't been as vulnerable Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of like a a good question like how vulnerable are you guys in your relationships how vulnerable are you with you know your relationship with Laura Um, and then with your family or things like that like yeah um, and do you think I don't know yeah let's just start with that
2: okay
1: you can go ahead on be, on I've here? been talking <laughs> about it yeah. you're the guest on here yeah help.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I feel like for me um, I feel like for me I, I am a sensitive human being I feel like I, sometimes like mm-hmm. things can get to me or, or I let them let them get to me and sometimes it really bothers me and I feel like I have been able to be vulnerable to you guys and let things out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I have a hard time also letting, letting people into my life. I feel like for me, I, the closest people that I feel like I can really talk to, talk to them about anything really is my older sister and my older brother. I feel like those two people in my life know me for like who I am like I'm I'm just open with them mm-hmm. and I understand like what's going, what, what I'm going through what bothers me and it's really good for me to be able to have that support system mm-hmm. and that structure in my life and I've been, I have friends where I can do that with too and so it's been good so I feel like it's been hard, it's been a hard journey uh, growing up but I feel like I've been able to overcome it and been able to like work work through things that just like bother me and talk yeah. them
0: out and so kind okay. of like a really quick follow-up question with that what what things or characteristics of that kind of relationship with your older sister and older brother has allowed you to become vulnerable with them like
2: was it just spending time yeah. with
0: them was it just their personality kind of matched
2: with you or no what do you think for me i just feel like with them um i don't have anything to prove to them Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm with other people, when I meet, like... You know, when I, when I first meet someone, I feel like a lot of people do this. You want them to know your best or your strongest characteristics. Right. And then you slowly work down from there. Mm-hmm. Until you have, like, a line where it's like, okay, I'm not going to go any further with this person. Or just, like... Like you have your friends, right? And they're at, they're at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, with my With my brother and my sister, it's like i'm I'm not trying to hide anything from them. okay otherwise with other people like you just me or with some of my friends, like I have things that I just don't really yeah. know just right like
1: is that a, is that a time thing or is that just a, a, a experience I just I your, is, your
0: perspective like oh they're yeah. my friends, therefore I have to act a certain
2: way um yeah, no matter how long you've been friends with. right no, I feel like it's uh, it's time and experience mm-hmm. um things I've been able to experience with my brother and my sister like for example the first time with my brother that I really felt like I could open up to him was one of my other older brothers was really mean to me he did something that was so mean and it bothered me like okay. I was so <clears throat> so distraught about it and my older brother he came out and he just he just sat there he didn't say anything I was just like I was just skating outside, like, out of my rail, and I was just skateboarding. He was just he was just there. Mm-hmm. And it was so good for me to have him there. Although I wasn't saying anything to him for, like, a while until mm-hmm. I just, like, stopped skating and then sat next to him and then just opened up. There, like, I feel like that, that experience was a moment where I could trust him. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when I get to moments and experiences with someone where I feel like I can trust them... Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I can I can tell you things. I can be I can open up to you. I can tell you how and what I'm feeling and I won't feel like mm-hmm. don't judge me if like you'll listen. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. So That's interesting. That's that's really, that's really, really cool. Yeah. That's it's
1: powerful. Cool. There's uh I, you know, I don't know what the deal is with guys. We just have this and it and it is, right? I mean we you know, as far as church related, we don't ask for blessings as far as you right, know, we
0: don't ask for help Like I no. played
1: baseball, you get hit by a pitch Don't rub it, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean Like mm-hmm. you, Just these things It's it's really funny I think it's funny and a lot of people when you say it You say it to be funny mm-hmm. But I don't actually think That's that's how we are, you know what I mean Except right. for the, the asking blessings thing I just think that's a Try to tough it out type of thing But I really don't think majorly that's how we are As men from what I could tell, I mean, if you have a problem, I feel like we're ready to try to solve it, right? I think we're
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's when uh, so I was talking to actually I was talking to somebody about this the other day when um when you're young, you can really see nature in in boys, you know what I mean as far as like just like you see how deer act in the forest. Right. the biggest the, they bully the, you know and everybody kind of mm-hmm. works away from them. that's how it is you know on a playground and when you look at just a bunch of boys that's kind of how it is and how they shape out mm-hmm. but over time you know the, the difference right between people and, and animals is you know we're learning we're maturing and and we're communicating you know what I mean and, and so we grow individually to to, to not roll with nature to not go with you know the natural order of things I guess you can say we grow to be civilized people and I don't I don't think toxic masculinity it's interesting but I think I don't know I just wonder is that is this like another social movement you know yeah
2: yeah well I think there's serious like
1: it is out there, obviously. Like, people are like that. But I think
2: people are also really hurt by it, too. Like, there's some victims yeah. who, are, who are, people who are victims of toxic masculinity. Um, and so it's like, it's learning how to... So, you know, remember that, uh, that Gillette commercial? Which About oh, toxic masculinity. masculinity. The, no, I don't remember the that.
0: The boys will be boys kind yeah.
2: of and Yeah, and one thing that I thought was really cool, they had a clip of Terry, Terry Cruz. Um, he said that men need to hold other men accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just because you have these aggressive tendencies mm. and boys will be boys, something doesn't mean that should be tolerated. You know, right. It's like, if you have those things and you need to learn how to deal with those mm. emotions, those things in, in a way that's healthy, that it's not going to be harmful to someone. And if it is mm-hmm. harmful, you need to understand... Why you did that, and how it was harmful? Right, need to, there needs yeah. to be like some sort of safe space for, because
0: I think maybe the backlash behind behind that though is like if you're, you feel like it's you're being hurt by it, but you don't want to say anything because you're like, oh, that that I'll just look like a wimp or I'll look <laughs> yeah. like a sissy if that, and and that that really is mm. harmful though because then they're they're hiding. Something that truly may hurt them and yeah. which may stunt their <laughs> emotional growth in the future.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so kind of like I think what you were saying is just creating that environment of being accepting, um, of other people's um, emotions and perspectives, and I think having that honest conversation, be like, hey, this this really does hurt my feelings when you when you say these things, and it's because of this reason, or yeah, and you just. I think having that open dialogue and not just saying and not just just getting angry and offended that someone says that like hey, dude, you shouldn't do that, but really explaining why, I think would also help that kind of scenario and helping people, helping other guys understand, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that.
1: Yeah. There's a funny meme my friend shared and it so in the barbershop, or at least in the black barbershop, you you come in and you just, you, you kind of know who's next and you're in line. Mm. And, uh, same thing on the basketball court when pickup games. But, uh, and then this guy, he said, he was talking to women generally. He said, you man in the barbershop getting skipped because he too scared to say his next. Or, you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, he just, he just, just keep, speak up. yeah, to yeah. speak up for himself. Exactly. Mm. Um, I think that's to some degree, that's kind of what it related to what you are saying. Um, Man, I had something I wanted to say also. I freaking forgot. Oh, dang. Oh, no, I was, I, that I know. It was yeah. so... I'll think about it later. Dang okay. It.
0: No worries. Um, and then kind of like, this is our last section, I guess you'd say, for this show. Because, um, you know, about the idea of friendships. Um, you know, we're all in our different transitions of life. Like, I'm graduated. You guys are still in school. Christian's moved away. Um, and how like friendships change. Um, and then when you I it's interesting, like when you see someone you haven't seen in a long time and they say, Oh, you've changed um, and you're like looking at yourself like, Well, have I really changed? Like, what did I change? Um and we've talked about this before, Reed, just your idea. And I have I think you have a very interesting perspective about change. Um and how that views in your interactions with people. Do you wanna like just share what your your idea about that, um, what we talked about before.
2: I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm um, trying to remember what I had to say. I can't. <laughs> um,
0: um, I mean, me out a bit. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, so it was kind of more, I guess it was more related to, like, dating. Dating. Um, oh, I like this. And, like, I don't want to, like... St- stir the pot or like no, well, let's, no, let's start some flames again dude uh, but again. you know the the re- previous relationship you were in uh-huh. one of the reasons to why you <laughs> why? you felt like the relationship wasn't going forward is because she didn't accept you for who you were yeah she wanted you to change uh, but seriously. you weren't willing to in a certain way
2: yeah so yeah.
0: kind of uh, elaborate on that
2: yeah yeah for honestly. real so my last relationship, um, the person I was in relationship with, she's a, a really great person. However, we came from very different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and it was hard to create an environment where we both felt comfortable. Um, she had some experiences that in her childhood that were that affected the way she views a relationship, or how, re- and she has because of that. She created these expectations for mm-hmm. how a relationship should be, and or has to be, or has to be, mm-hmm. and um, and she had all these standards and and all these values, which I which like I respect I respected them like if, if, if you have high standards and high values, and high morals that's great like nothing against that whatsoever. However, I saw things very differently. Mm -hmm. Um, not that I don't have values or morals or standards, but I feel like we just, we saw things differently and I felt like how I, how I was living my life and how I was as a person just wasn't, I just didn't feel safe. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like I felt shame because I wanted to live my life a certain way and I wanted, there's certain things about me that I wanted to keep and but she was projecting this image onto who she wanted to meet but that wasn't me mm-hmm. and I couldn't I couldn't just do that um we tried mm-hmm. to
1: do a, she had, what she wanted to be the puppeteer or something
2: yeah yes. yeah she had these <laughs> um these rules and obligations that she wanted to and I tried right uh but I felt like I was losing my identity because and I was feeling resentment mm-hmm. um, towards her which made it really hard for me. Um, cause I really liked her and I wanted to do these things and be with her, but at the same time being with her and trying to be the person that she wanted me to be, mm-hmm. I felt like I was total war. not accepted for who I was as a person. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Which mm-hmm. there, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a rough, it was mm-hmm. a rough thing.
0: I don't know. Like, and I, and I totally understand your, your idea. And like, I really mm-hmm. respect that. Um, and I've, I've always i feel like i've always struggled with that idea of change and like what parts of myself should i change for someone or should i um because i mm-hmm. feel like you always want to be better right you always want to be a better person mm-hmm. but at what cost like what are you willing to give up mm-hmm. and what are what is the other person willing to give up or compromise i think compromise yeah. is a huge part and not just like in a like a romantic relationship, any kind of like relationship, any kind of friendship, platonic, whatever, right. um, is if they do change, are you are you okay with that? Like, if they start doing right. things, I mean, you probably had examples of friends maybe in high school or whatever where they kind of start drifting off. So you have to decide. Hey, is that something I'm really want to follow? Is that something that you know I'd be okay with?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then just deciding. Maybe it's
1: not. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Obama talked about it. You know, change. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> oh, wait,
0: What? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Just well, that's it.
1: A- um. No, I think. Uh, I mean, to an extent, I changed when I started hanging out with you guys, right? Yeah. And I think to a big extent, y'all change when y'all started hanging out with
2: me. <laughs> how do we change? Yeah, how do we
1: change? Yeah. Well, Enoch, you definitely... Well, were, opened you up? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely... Opened up way too much, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to some degree, you did, too. Yeah. I mean, you were just this quiet guy. Never talked to him in the beginning. You didn't say much at all. Yeah, yeah And then, right. dude, you just... Seriously, but, you just kind of opened I, up. riled up. <laughs> yeah. well, oh, mood, well, now that he's living like with y'all, is different. But yeah, I mean, water. I think we all change, you know, we, we adapt, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just kind of human mm-hmm. nature is to adapt. But on a one on one situation, as far as like, say, with a, with a significant other mm-hmm. or a really good friend, you know, there are times where, you know, as far as being who you are, you change. To an extent, I mean, you change to to I don't know to to relate yeah. and to to be with them more, right? I mean, so my best friend, you know, we've been friends for I mean years and, and years and years, mm-hmm. and I do things with him that I won't do with other people. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I think that's you know that's just that adaptation. You know, that's just that change to an extent. But yeah. when I'm with when I'm with Laura. I do things with her that I wouldn't do with a lot of other people. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and, and, and I tell you, getting into a relationship, I think that the change, right? I mean, we didn't see you, right? Your time changes. Your, yeah, you yeah, know, it's you're, you know, you're just, just priority. every, every, yeah, everything changes and, and it's an adaption, but it's because you're opening up room for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You're almost becoming, you know it's you and them not just you so yeah. you have to let them inside so yeah. you know
0: kind of the, uh, the vulnerability aspect of right no is, exactly it's huge and, uh, yeah. so. you,
2: they become party. so to uh, go off that if we have time Real yeah quick, go ahead, go ahead yeah. Part yeah. Part. so one Sunday we had this um, and I feel like this builds off of what you guys are saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had so it was combined um, combined lesson elders and sisters And um, the bishop, the bishopric was there, and their wives, and they also brought in um, some guests. And they were um, one was a senior couple. I think there's like a service mission that they're doing, Um, but they were taking lead for the. ARP addiction recovery addiction program mm-hmm. for the church, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I mean, Were you there? I think
0: so. It was like, and then a young couple was there yeah. and they talked about their experience,
2: exactly. And so, um, there was this young couple, and uh, the young man talked about his experience with addiction to pornography. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how it plagued his life ever since like he was 12 or 13, and he felt like he was alone, like he was the only person who had this issue and this problem and he felt like he was a bad person because of it and that he was the only one so he felt all the shame and he Mm -hmm. put it all on himself um and then he went on his mission or like so he got to the point where he could go on a mission and then he had problems with it again um but his mission president told him, he's like, like, you're not the only one. Like, don't feel alone. And then he, he gave him some people he could talk to, some other missionaries mm-hmm. and others that were coming through. It. He right. came, up, came up for his mission. It still became a problem for him. Um, but anyways, he started dating this girl. And he told her, he eventually got to the point where he told her that he was having this problem with pornography. Alright. And she, and this is probably where she started talking talking about her experience with it. She said that when he told him that she had all this fear about pornography, and mm-hmm. she felt like like he was a bad person because of it. And she gave him this ultimatum. She's like, you cannot bring this into a marriage. Like, it's either porn or it's me. Like, choose mm-hmm. now. <laughs> There's this ultimatum. And what's so hard about that is when he Was able to open open himself up and be vulnerable for her in that moment. Right. She was very. She projected a lot of fear on him, which is hard. And and how she, which she just wasn't mature enough to handle something like that. So Mm -hmm. she wished she would have handled it differently. And she talked about how a healthier way to handle it would be to create an environment where both both people feel safe revealing things like that about themselves. Where they right. feel like, I can tell you this, and I want to tell you this. And part of the reason why I want to, and I can feel like I can tell you this, is that you're not going to freak out and mm-hmm. yell at me, or you're not going to leave me um, because of this thing that I'm going through. And it's all because they're telling you this because they, they want your help. They want you to know. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool for me to see how they have both developed and how they learn to create an environment where they're they're very supportive of each other. And right. they're helping... They're both changing and developing into better people because of each other. And I feel like when you can create an environment where you feel safe and you both want to grow and develop, and you can reveal things and be vulnerable with each other, and I feel like the person's going to yell and freak out. I think that is when the relationship becomes something that is... What's meant to be. Yeah.
0: No, I I definitely agree. I like the the idea of the supporting part. Um, I think especially because I feel like we've had this problem like in Elder's Quorum or whatever. It's like how can we build unity and all that blah, blah. We can do activities and stuff like that but like I think the most important thing we could do maybe is just being supportive of each other and like really because that's that's part of being vulnerable is showing that you care. At least for me, it's really hard to... I, I usually don't like to do that. I don't like to like show that I care. Cause I, I feel like I'm exposing... like Evolutionary-wise, I'm <laughs> exposing my underside so they can attack me if they want. Or I, I don't know if that metaphor made any sense. Mm. But I said it. Um,
1: it's your piece of meat. They're the wolf. They're yeah, and you.
0: then I'm like, here, here's what I'm willing to or willing to mm. help you. Because it, it makes me... I don't know. Well... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we, got Ew, my, we got the yeah, gist. We got the gist of Okay, <laughs> cool. Sorry
0: about that. Um
1: But yeah, like, I missed that lesson. Sounds good though. No, it's a good one. Um that's a good one. Yeah, that's so uh, that was our church meetings. They they talk, they discussed those things. Yeah. That's what it is. So
0: um but yeah, I think just important part summary, just being supportive. Being supportive mm. of Other people, especially other guys and things like what they're going through and being willing to share about that and say, hey, you know, I'm actually not having a good time or, you know, I'm having a rough time. Here's what's happening. And be like, dude, like, I'm here. And Uh, ask for help. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Asking for help is a huge Huge part in
1: that. That's that I feel like that's a man's biggest challenge.
0: <laughs> yep. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That
1: is a man's biggest yeah, challenge. Yeah. We can
0: do it all by ourselves. <laughs>
1: mm, Asking the world. For help. Yeah. Boy.
2: No, I'd it's a agree. sign. You're, you're taught that it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. 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 Like you should. You should take care of the family.
0: Yeah. You should be in charge of this. And you know, sure. sometimes I think it's easy. Well, one, it's obviously easier to ask. For to get help or receive help. But I think you learn a lot of things, too, from that experience. Yeah.
1: Receiving I, help. I think, um, you know, this is interesting because back in the Depression, how uh, they would have people in line for the government aid, you know mm. what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, and the men, it was, it was all men, and they wouldn't talk to each other. They wouldn't look at each other. They oh. had their hats down. You know, because it was almost a symbol of shame, you know what I mean, that they couldn't provide right. for their families. Um, and I think it's a symbol of weakness, not in the sense of like, you you know, you, you suck or whatever like that. But it's a, it's almost like a stab at you yourself. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're, 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 you're not getting it done. And, and the same thing, I think, is, you know, onto the, I mean, how it was a 100 years ago, the Great Depression, around there,
0: Yeah, almost. seriously, yeah.
1: But that's the, I think that's the same thing, is, like, if you can't get this done, and to some degree, I mean, obviously, I think workforce is starting to change that aspect, mm-hmm. Um and then, to a degree, you know, people are kind of getting a little dependent on it. but um,
0: That's another topic.
1: Right. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I think, you know, it, it's, a, it's a stab at, at yourself because you're supposed to be the one. Right? And so many people are dependent on you. You know mm. what I mean? Like, people yeah. back then, they had more kids. So, you had probably about five, six, seven people dependent on you. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't get it done. It, it's just you yourself feel like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: that's that's so true. terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah, it would just be crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's
2: a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's yeah. put on.
1: And I think I think uh you know one of the great things about the church is uh, you know no no mouth is left unfed and 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 everybody you always have a place to go. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that. But even even people that aren't even members of the church, you know what I mean? The bishop's storehouse things like yeah, that like, yeah, and, yeah. Cool. yeah. Incredible resources um, that we have. That's
0: our, our plug for the church. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not sponsored by them at all. Oh,
1: I got a quick plug before we end it out. So there's this comedian. He was an LDS comedian, Mormon comedian, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of the United <laughs> Saints, comedian. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Jimmy Fallon, uh, like last night or two oh. nights ago. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, he was so good. I'm telling you guys, one day that's got to be. That's Christian. Listen, last time I went to New York, I talked to Jimmy Fallon. I made him laugh. I really did. There you go. I talked to him and I made him laugh. One step. And I told his workers that I was a a local Mm -hmm. celebrity. (laughs) Oh, really? I I did. I really did. And she was like, Well, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I do comedy. Um, I'm telling you, I'm going to get on there. I mean, dude, dude. One day I'm gonna get on there. That's gonna be Mark me is, one day. Marcus words,
0: I'll still be doing this podcast. Yeah, that's Mark. right.
1: But no, check that guy Mark. out. He's awesome. He's he's so funny. I, I forgot his name. Uh, Let me, I can look it up right now. Give me one sec. But uh his his mannerisms, like like the way he talked, the way he moved, even the way his mouth was, it reminded he he reminded me of uh, a white Chris Rock. I used, <laughs> a I used white Chris yeah, Rock, I mean, like that, that it's so crazy. Like the way that dude looked, the way he acted, the way he talked. Obviously, he didn't use the vulgarity that Chris Rock uses. But yeah. man, that dude just like he reminded me of Chris Rock. His name is uh oh. You suck. The link didn't have <laughs> not, his name not on. There. You suck. Uh, but oh, what is it? I got it. I got it. I got it. It's loading. It is Ryan 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 Hamilton. Hamilton Ryan Hamilton that guy. There you go, look him up. He's a funny guy. Check him out. Sounds sure. There true. you go, Ryan. Now the next one's not gonna be free.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you have to invite us to New York or wherever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, thanks again for listening to another episode, and we'll see y'all later. Thanks, guys. Yeah.
1: Cheers. Absolutely. Uh uh-huh, uh-huh.